Ladies and gentlemen, as the title suggests, we are uncertified financial planners. We are not professionals. I repeat, we are not professionals. Before you make any financial decisions, please contact an official certified financial advisor or planner. Get away. Welcome back, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Uncertified Financial Planners podcast is back. It's been a minute. Uh, we finally finished up with finals. I, I assume that you finished up this, this week? Yeah, two days ago. It was a long one. Yes, sir. There we go. Well, as always, I have my lovely, awesome co-host, uh, Garrett, with me. So, so sweet. How, how you doing, Garrett? Dude, I'm so happy to be done with school. I know. It's a very good feeling. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> the weight lifted off your, your shoulders and your back. I mean, everything I needed to happen... Our finals happened. Yeah, we had to done for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys only get three weeks. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. That is really unfortunate. Well, we used to get seven, six or seven. Yeah. And then cut it in half. So it's just, uh, it's the first year we've done it like this. Yeah, we, uh, we get from, well, for me personally, it was December 7th until January 17th. So about five and a half weeks. Pretty good. Pretty good chunk. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, it gives people time to, to work. Yeah. Uh, not that I am, but that would be nice if I was. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, it's, it's the holiday season. It's it's a break for a lot of people. Um, what we're going to be talking about today is really kind of in that vein of money efficiency. Like what to do with your time. You know, it's a spending season right now for Christmas. Getting people stuff they care about for the people you care about. Um, Definitely. How to, how to how to manage money efficiently in that. So, yeah, one thing Definitely. that I personally will be doing is now that I have extra time, I will be doing Instacart, DoorDash, whatever kind of side jobs just to make enough money to support gift giving, and then yeah. it's not out of pocket. Yeah, that's good. Uh, one thing I do, and this is kind of it's more sporadic than something like Instacart might be. Uh, oh, I just deleted an email I needed. That's hilarious. Okay. Well, it was actually the email I was going to be talking about. So something I do is I do like surveys for a company called like Schlesinger Group or something. I don't know how to say their name. But they do a bunch of, um, I don't know, they do surveys and whatnot. And um, like on an app called Over the Shoulder, they do in-person Surveys where you meet and you get, you know, it can range from $75 to one where I just did that was $350. Um, so while that's, you know, a decent chunk of money, um, I've not done one since last spring. So, and that one was 250 So it's pretty sporadic, but over, you know, the course of eight months or so, uh, I made $600 and all I had to do was do a survey about something I do every day in my life. So where do I sign up for that? I've right. Never... I actually can send you the link. I might do that. Um, Please. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's only in the Nashville area, um, which isn't too far from either of us. Fortunately, um, mm -hmm. I know it's not extremely close, but um, 
those are the in-person ones, but obviously there, there's also some that are online and over on the over the shoulder app. Yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely send that to you. But I mean, six hundred bucks during the school year, like three hundred fifty this year, two hundred fifty last semester. It's just an addition for the people, you know, college students that uh, you know don't can't hold a job because of school or don't want to and want to focus on school, sort of like what I like to do. Um, it's a it's a good you know. Good option yeah. if, if you don't want to do something like Instacart or DoorDash. Yeah, I just started a job as a realtor, and I have not had my first sale yet, so money's been pretty scarce this semester. Made a good chunk on uh, sports betting, but I don't recommend that to anybody. <laughs> Garrett must have uh, the magic touch, man. I've never heard that dude lose in sports betting. Oh, I don't tell you the losses. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I do like five... 10 bucks at a time most yeah. um, and usually really big stuff. So it'll make a bunch of money if it hits and then I get the free bets from the apps like FanDuel and DraftKings and all that. Mm-hmm. Like sign up now and get this bonus. If when you deposit $5 and then you get your deposit and you cash out and you leave. Yeah. You know, it's not really sustainable, but that's also another option for people is, you know, as long as you don't have a propensity to get addicted. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, as long as you're smart with it and you treat it more like a job rather than an emotional attachment to something, I guess. I, I don't know. It shouldn't be your job by any means, but it's some people's. So, What's your mattress, Mac? Yeah. Hey, I will say this, though. I did a sports yeah. bet one time. I did a sports bet one time. Yeah? I do uh, more than one time, but this time it was a good, a good sports bet. I made money, a lot of money. So yeah. I bet a few dollars. I think, to be honest, it was about six total dollars in two separate bets. It was the week that Justin Fields started to like really break out and yep. go crazy with his rushing and or passing yards, rushing and passing yards. Yep. And uh, I can't remember what week, but it hit. It hit. The bet hit. So I turned six dollars into a hundred and eight or one hundred and eighteen or something like that. Is awesome. I, like a like a rich I man. Bad. I need to do that. I need, uh, like, as I was talking about it, I just remembered I never did the free uh, $150 in bets with FanDuel. I didn't even see that that was a thing. Yeah, it's like 150 If you sign up with FanDuel, you get 200 with DraftKings. That's what I did. Oh. Is it like a, you put in 200 they match? Yeah. No, no, wait. Yeah, they match your deposit, not even what you bet. Oh. So me and my friend kind of cracked the code. I sent him my referral. He deposited a hundred bucks, and then we both got a hundred free dollars in bets. And then, do you actually have to place a bet, or do you just keep? No, he just withdrew his hundred right back out, and we both got a hundred free dollars to bet. I put hey. mine on the under in a college football game and made two hundred five on that. Hey, talk to him. Talk to him. Nice. nice. That's what we like. Talk to him. Nice. Well, hey, let's get back on track. We are yeah, talking right. about being money efficient, um, and it just happens to be right before Christmas. Um, and so, you know, people are expecting gifts, uh, your loved ones, your family, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever you have, are expecting a gift yeah. from you, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just a little side story that has to do with this is uh, Lydia and I, my girlfriend and I, mm-hmm. wanted to get each other matching tennis shoes, like sneakers, like not tennis shoes, but like the cool like Jordans or yeah. whatnot. And uh, they're obviously pretty expensive, unfortunately. Uh, one of the pairs we were looking at has already gone up about twenty dollars since last week. So obviously that's because of Christmas, I would assume. But yeah. you know, 
we wanted to stick around that 150 you know 150 dollar range for each shoe that's you're not getting that with jordans let's be honest you're not getting that so i knew that i knew it was going to be closer to about 180 or 90 um so when it showed that it was going to be 180 uh she was not happy the dream was ruined and we decided to go with a different plan so the plan that we came up with and this is us being efficient is instead of going and spending a hundred dollars for each person's birthday or cause you us- we usually set like a, a max that we're willing to spend on each other. Cause we obviously are in college. We don't want to go overboard. So that's another thing. Set a limit on, on how much you're willing to spend for your loved one. You know, obviously, you know, if you're not a parent, you're not buying it for your kids. You, you can kind of play that. Oh, I'm young and don't have a lot of money. And so I did my yeah. best and you can kind of set a limit. So I think setting a limit with somebody is a good way to not go outrageous. I had a friend, not going to name, but if he does listen, he will know this is him. Uh, he he told me that for his girlfriend's 16th birthday, now this, he's not 16 anymore, but when he was 16, I, actually I think he was 15, but it was it was their first time, like her first birthday while they had been dating. He spent about $700 on her birthday. Uh as a 15 16 year old so i don't recommend doing that that's a little ridiculous and and when you break up if you break up you're down 700 dollars. they get to keep all the items and if you care about that it's obviously upsetting so not that you should expect the items back and by any means but just realize everything you put into a relationship is a sunk cost so if it doesn't work out it's done for uh, <laughs> if that Lord. matters to you, but um, so yeah, so Lydia and I, my girlfriend, usually set limits of about a hundred dollars for every like major, and then like you know Valentine's, there's no real limit. Like obviously we're not s- super frugal, like we don't really care too much, but yeah. the big ones, you know, just want to make sure we're not going overboard because we don't want to make yeah. somebody who got less of us less items feel like they didn't do as well or whatever, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So, um. Anyway, so we decided that we're going to do $50 for Christmas and $50 for each other's birthday. So now 100 total instead of 200. And so now that 200, you know, that extra 100 that we've saved now, not going 100 for birthday and 100 for Christmas can go towards the shoe, the shoes. Yeah. So that's how we were being efficient with our money or or at least making a pivot to our original plan is yeah, we're not willing to spend 180 dollars right now. But if we go a little bit cheaper on birthdays and a little bit cheaper on, and this was actually, you know, it was not my idea. You'd think like, oh, you're just being a cheapskate. Like I told her straight up, hey, I'm expecting this to be about 180, 190 dollars, and I'm willing to spend that. And she was not. And so it was just like working with both of our comfort levels. Yeah. Um. So I think that is a way to do it. Is just set like limits on what you're willing to spend, and if item that you want to spend is more than that, then maybe cut back on a few events leading up to now. So like for our anniversary, we're going to buy it because it'll be seven years together, which is a long time. And it's a special, special one, I guess, in a sense. It's not five or ten, but seven's right in the middle, basically. So we're going to buy each other the shoes then instead. So yeah. yeah. And just communicating that is such a saver for anything. Um, because the real joy behind the gift is the thought behind it. You know, just go homemade, save some money. You know, mm-hmm. um, and especially after these last two years following COVID and the crazy economy right now, right. high unemployment. 
Wait, unemployment. Is it unemployment high or is it? I don't know if it's, I think it's, it it might have gone up. I haven't checked the recent numbers. I know that it's starting to move into territory that you don't see unless you're in a recession. Yes. People are starting to, you're starting to see a lot of layoffs. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if it's really shown up because we're still hiring a lot of people, but it's going to start showing up. And so it's better to get out in front of it now than wait for it to come here. And now you're like, man, I just spent all my bonus check. Because I didn't have any idea this was going to happen. That's how I felt. I saw that the market was down twenty percent by July or June or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I was like, holy cow! I had no idea. If I knew this, I mean, almost every stock I owned leading into this year was green. And so, if I had known that the market was going to go down, which I, I should have, it was pretty obvious that it wasn't going to be as nice of a year. Yeah. Uh, but I, I obviously it wasn't that obvious because there's a lot of people that are hurting right now, and so. You know, if I'd known that, I would've been very happy. I would've sold everything, and I'd look like a genius. But I didn't, and so you just got to take your little winners now. Don't be too afraid to pull the trigger. If you've, I mean, I've held a stock like Build a Bear for a year or more. It's a good time to get out because Build a Bear went from like eighteen bucks since the last time we recorded to twenty six. Uh, actually, I think I talked about it in last episode. So, um, oh, brazy. Yeah, it's gone brazy, and it's just you know it's Christmas time. That makes sense for that stock. Um, not to transition into another category, but just be smart about what you're spending. You don't have to go overboard now. Obviously, if you have a, like a stable income, like an actual salary, commission yeah. role, it's a little different because you can afford things that are $200. But for a student who you know, his only income all semester has been a refund from the school, which wasn't much, $350 from this survey just a big difference so yeah. and, and it, t- it costs a lot more and so um yeah just be aware you gotta it's very smart to keep in constant communication with your partner or your friend or your your brother sister or family how much you are willing to spend because the reason why your parents spend more on you than you spend on them is because they can afford to in most scenarios i'm i know i'm totally assuming but you know for those that have that that's kind of why it's not because love you more and you love them less that's not a thing is it but so i mean just save your money regularly uh find ways you know sometimes i'm not not suggesting this but for the guys out there sometimes buying more little things feels like better like to the the girlfriend or the wife or whatever than one huge thing yeah that's my that's how it's worked for me i don't know just depends on the girl i guess but situational yes yeah situational for sure Moral of the story, you can be wise and efficient with your money by communicating realistic spending with people, especially given the way the economy is right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Realistic is key, key, key. And also, picking up some money on the side when you can. Um, During the holidays, a lot of people have time off work, off school, you know, do surveys, do DoorDash, do part-time job somewhere like use leverage that extra time to contribute um and then you have more to spend on the people you love or you can spend on the people you love without it putting a dent in your budget exactly yeah i mean something that's really smart to do in my opinion is uh on top of the side jobs but like going back to just like what you spend during the holiday season to have already budgeted that like understand i'm spending this much money around christmas time yeah 
uh, it just even if you don't feel like it takes that big of a hit in your pocket you're still like man i'm spending this much money at least you have time to prepare that hey i'm spending this much money that's why so i mean i know i keep going back to this the shoe story but like you know, lydia lydia my girlfriend when she found out it was gonna be 180 she was really disappointed the dream died she was like oh come on like I, now we're not gonna get shoes should we even buy shoes ever or are they still gonna be cool in six months like like okay one i was totally chill because i knew it was about you know i knew it was gonna be 180 bucks after like the shipping and handling and everything and the taxes that they throw on there so i knew it was gonna be expensive unfortunately that's just how it works I didn't really react the same way. I was kind of just like, man, that stinks. But like, I kind of expected it. And that's why I'm willing to spend this. But for her, she wasn't really expecting it. My point is, when things are a surprise, they hurt a lot more than when you expected it, no matter the amount. If you expect a $1,000 bill to come, it's not going to hurt as much as a $1,000 expected bill. Uh, Or even a $2,000 expected bill is not going to hurt as much as a $1,500 $1,500 unexpected bill. That's just how it worked. So, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I think I've said this a few times on this podcast, but in the words of G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle. If you know what you're going to spend, half the battle is done there, and it hurts less to spend it, and it hurts less when you're surprised, just like Ethan said. Yeah. In the words of G.I. Joe, yeah, just remember every time you look at your bank account, just think about G.I. Joe. I've got chills. I've got chills. <laughs> we'll say this. We've got great news for those who yeah. wonder. The Costco hot dog combo is still a dollar fifty. You must take advantage of that. I mean, come on. It's got every meat imaginable into one conular food. What, what more can you ask for? What more could you ask for? Between some bread. Served at your favorite wholesaler. Come How nutritious. on. How nutritious. Can't get any better. Oh, I will say this. That is that saving is very important. And I'm looking up something right now about saving. Um, and it's taking me a second, so I'm trying to buy some time. Okay, before I get into the saving part, good news is this. There's a thing called a credit card. And in the holiday season, it's okay to take advantage of a credit card. Now, I'm not saying you should take on debt. I'm not. But if you know you have the money in your, your, your bank account, pay with a debit card, why not just wait for that next check to come in and use your credit card? You know what I mean? Come on. You can afford it. Now, you know, you're paying with a credit card that you have. Building your credit because you're paying it off with money that you already have that you could have used in general. It's just, it's a win win. So that's what I would like to say about credit cards and, and using them in the holiday seasons. Yeah. Um, Don't overuse it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, that's or what I'm saying. Key. Like, if you have yeah. $1,000 in your bank account and you have a $1,500 limit on your credit card, don't spend 1500 bucks. Spend 1000 max. Uh, I wouldn't even suggest that. I'd spend like half of that max, maybe not even half. Um, don't spend more than you already have in your bank account. The whole point of a credit card in my eyes is to build credit. Um, it is not an extra bank account for you to use. Because um, I never go above half the credit. I, I, I mean, you just keep going in this downward spiral, something that the U.S. government could get into soon. They don't quit their freaking spending. 
Uh, you know, they're at 30 trillion in debt. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, in finance class, we were talking about this. If they get to, I think we may have talked about this on the podcast, maybe not. But, um, if they get to about 50 trillion, which I know that's about double. I mean, it's less than double, but 20 million, 20 trillion more. If they get to about tr- 50 trillion, we could see a debt spiral that we saw in Greece. They have to default on their debt and it destroys the credibility of everything the U S stands for financially. Uh, and so your U S dollar will be worth literally nothing. Um, so you definitely do not want to see that. And so we got to get somebody in there that's willing to not spend so much money and actually cut back on some of that debt. Yeah. Let's, let's not let that happen. That would not be very swag at all. No, I wouldn't live here anymore. I'll be honest. I wouldn't live in America if my, if I could see that happening. There's no reason to. I mean, I'm not going to live in a country where my my money is worthless. When I could move to a country where my dollar buys forty five dollars of another country's currency, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, that doesn't play out how it could. I'd just go buy hot dogs and sell them in Germany or something like Costco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just buy the one fifty dollar combos and mm. sell them for three. Going for one fifty one. Say you sell them for three, double the price. Dude, what's it? I mean, that's a Sonic's pay. I mean, I, I paid twenty five. Well, I paid eighteen dollars for two people to eat at Sonic, dude. Sonic's food is trash. I mean, it tastes good, but it's really not high quality food. I paid eighteen bucks for it. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Well, you have to tip there. That's the worst part about Sonic is you have to tip. That's true. Non quality food. Yeah. At least at other places, when you sit down and you tip, it's like really good food. The service is actually decent. These people just are doing their job. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going on a rant and I sound like the worst person ever because I do always tip. Sweet for the rant on Sonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. who would have expected? Anyway, I've been doing my research so you guys don't have to, and Sonic is, is very good, but not it when it comes to prices. Sonic does not get the UFP seal of approval. It does not. It does not. They're not uh, going to be our sponsor by the end of the year. Yeah, no, they will not. But Ford, Ford, Ford will. Ford will. Ford is, you know, let's just look at their stock real quick. I'm very interested, actually. I haven't looked at it in a, in a little while. A couple days. It's, yeah, it's been probably <laughs> one hour. No, I'm kidding. It's probably been a while. Ford, it's down 6.91% today, boys and, and girls. You know what that shows me? Uh, and also, by the way, two days ago the stock was about thirteen seventy five. So oh. now it's twelve fourteen. So you know what that you know what that tells me? I could be like, oh man, stock sucks. You know what I mean, like this stock, I don't want any piece of it. But you know, over the last six months, you're about you're about dollar above where you were. So you've still made a dollar per share in the last six months. If you had sold a month ago, you would have sold for thirteen sixty five. So the point is, it's been above thirteen dollars for the past month until this week. Um, so it could be a good time to buy. I'm saying, my stock pick it by any means, but could be a good time to buy. Yeah, I mean, to me, honestly, always a good time to buy Ford. Yeah, I would say so. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I stood the test of time. I will say this: uh, looking at our 
our portfolio of buys that we have had over yeah. the course of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Chegg, oddly enough, has gone ballistic. Uh, that was one really? recommended by me. Crocs, one recommended by you, has also gone ballistic. Ford, since I recommended it, at 42%. Um, we took profits on Ford Crocs, and we took profits on Best Buy. Uh, OMC was one that you recommended, I believe. That one's up 11%. There we go. Uh, the worst ones to, to date ever. <laughs> Obviously not recommended by Garrett. He does not miss with his recommendations. I recommended this one. I said Smith & Wesson would be a very good buy. I was completely wrong. Down 39%. The good news is, take that as a loss, it it basically replaces Ford Motor Company's win. You'd say, why is that a good thing? No, it would it'd replace Crocs' win. You'd say, why is that a good thing? Well, now I'm not being taxed for that win. I have, I've freed up $61 to put into another stock that will win, hopefully. So that's something that you might want to do um, if you hmm. were invested in all our stocks. But yeah, so far... Really liking the progress I've seen from Chegg. I was not expecting to see them as top dog. Huh. Interesting. But now um, I'm kind of just rambling. Um, stay safe out there with the stock market. It's not looking good. I've seen a lot of things in the on, on the Twitter the Twitter sphere saying that uh, you know the the market crash could be any day now. Uh, they said they actually predicted that it would happen this week if it's going to happen. And I wouldn't say we've seen a market crash this week. So maybe it's never going to happen. There's a lot of recessionary pressures. Just traded Brittany Griner, a WNBA basketball player, for a a world-known arms dealer, Russian arms dealer. Obviously, Russia's in a a war right now. So who knows how that could impact the market. Uh, So to get political but that was a very interesting trade i guess it's the way it had to be they know more than i do and so i'm not going to complain allegedly yeah so i'm not going to complain or not going to try to i already got all that out of my system when i saw the trade when i woke up to that um let's get a new general manager let's get a new general manager get us some trades you know titans just traded or uh, sorry just fired john robinson maybe he can he's been pretty good with trades not yeah, did the infamous AJ Brown trade for those who are Titans fans? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't not watch much NFL. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't want to either if I was a Titans fan. So hopefully you're not a Titans fan. I've been, I've actually changed my loyalties. I'm saying this for the first really? time on air. I'm really? a Titans fan at heart forever, my whole life. They're my number one team. They have now been replaced. They are my number two team. My wow. number one team is the Detroit Lions. The start of the season, I had really high hopes for them. Didn't look good, but they've gone on a complete, complete turnaround. And so it's, I feel like it's the time to get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon has actually you know, left the track. So I'm going to be yeah. a Lions fan now at heart for the next whoever, however long. I'm going to be a Titans right. fan in the back of my mind, and once they decide what they want to do, whether that is tanking or winning, I'd rather them just start to lose every single game they play for the rest of the next five years so we get all these really good players. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a finance uh, podcast, not a not a football one, so my bad. My bad, ladies and gentlemen. I was rambling. Yeah. 
Well, we're catching up on all we've missed in the past uh, few weeks, but it'll work. Well, Ethan, that's all. That's all I got for this episode. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll be more prepared for the next one. My brain is still a little mushy from finals. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to to be thinking about the podcast when you got finals. You know what I mean? So the next few that we'll be putting out will definitely be uh, more prepared and definitely planned out. And um, excited for them because we're going to have a ton more consistent schedule over break which is great mm-hmm. um and i think that's what you guys want as well because who wouldn't want to hear the ufp podcast once a week amen, amen. Yep. so um yeah thanks for listening this has been a good one as always catch you on the next one Lost and found, I can't be found. I'm way too high up off.